This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks show number 260, recorded on May 12th, 2016. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the Average Guy Network Studios. Here in a beautiful, although rainy, and we had uh, Shauna. Did you see the pictures of the hail out in West Omaha like yeah, two nights ago? I didn't believe it, but I, I did see the pictures. Yeah. It was like snow. Like they had, mm-hmm. they had back, they had, they had bucket loaders taking p- chunks of ice away. So weird. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. We didn't get any here in Bellevue. We say it's the Offit weather machine uh, right. that keeps all that stuff from, from hitting here. But, of course, uh, we, we post a show with world-class show now. It's at theaverageguy.tv. You can also catch uh, Home Gadget Geeks on our mobile app if you want to head out to homegadgetgeeks.com. Of course, available for both iPhone and Android. You big buttons. Just click on them, subscribe, boom, you're in. We're on the new Google Play as well, too. So if you're... Using an iPhone or Android, you can get those both in iTunes or on the new Google Play Music uh, available. Just search Home Gadget Geeks. You can find us there. Subscribe and get this every single week. Most of you do, but if we have a new listener that's out there, we'd love to have you subscribe and get it done. Home Gadget Geeks is a part of the Geeks Network. Find this link to this show and many other great podcasts. By the way, we did a really good home server show last night. I know we're only doing those about once a month, but if you are interested. We, we had some really good stuff on Home Server Show last night. So go back homeservershow.com, but you can find the link to that, thegeeksnetwork.com. Okay, we have got an interesting show. We're going to go way off the rails tonight, and uh, we have Shauna Dorsey with us. Shauna's a good friend of mine from Omaha. We're becoming good friends. I, can I call you a good friend? Is that is that okay? I think we're really good friends, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. We've been working together for the last couple, I'd say six to eight months more, maybe the last year. Mm-hmm. You're a big deal here in Omaha. That's why I have you on because you've become a gigantic deal. Okay. But nobody knows you, Shauna. So let's let's start with the personal stuff. Tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about you know, who you are, where you're from, those things. I, I, I think you grew up here, but tell yeah. us that kind of stuff. Okay. Can you hear me okay, by the way? Yep. Yeah, you sound great. Okay. Yeah, you so, yes, I'm from Omaha, Nebraska, born and raised, and I currently like live, now this doesn't matter, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I live in the old market, which is like the coolest part of Omaha. It's super cool. It's yeah. It's my favorite. Yeah. It's so, super, you didn't, any, you didn't have any fire damage when the, when the, you don't live in that part of the old market that burned I down. I do, I do, but I can, I saw it from my window and I took a bunch of pictures, which I'm not sure how I feel about that now that I say it, <laughs> but I live close enough to see it, but not how to have been um, yeah. impacted. Well, good. That's good. That was a horrific. For those who don't know, M's Pub is a really famous restaurant here in Omaha, and they were they were putting in new, I think, fiber optic lines in the old market area. Hit a gas main and caught fire. There was an explosion in the building, burned the place down, and they had trouble finding where the gas was coming from for a while. So for about an hour and a half, the whole fire was just fueled by natural gas. Yeah. And then burn the place down. It's. I think. Are they going to rebuild? Is that what they're going to do? Down there? I would imagine so. That's um, a. What do you call it? Let's Historical. Call. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So if you're from Omaha, and typically my other host, Mike Weger, he's another Omaha guy. That's very. You know, as that was burning down, I was getting IMs on Facebook from folks who'd been in Omaha or been had visited here. 
And they're like, not M's Pub, because it's so it's such a famous uh, restaurant. So hopefully they'll rebuild. Absolutely. Okay, so you're from Omaha. You live in the old yeah. market. Uh, yeah. Give us other. Uh, you did you go to school here in Omaha? Yes, I did. Um, so I went to um, you know elementary, middle, high school, and college here in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, I left in my 20s and came back in my 20s and have been here since. So for about 10 years, I've been back. UNO grad. UNO grad. Yep. University of Nebraska at Omaha for those that are that are out of town from uh, we just call it Uno. Nobody calls it that though, by the way. It's UNO, right? But nobody says Uno. Yeah, and I don't think so. They used to call it the commuter commuter college too. So I'm glad that it's lost that right. um, reputation. So, yeah. And what what did you study when you were at UNO? What was your degree? I studied uh, management information systems, both okay. uh, undergrad and graduate. Yeah, and and let's talk a little bit about so in the in between we're going to talk about the interface school that you're working mm -hmm. at that you kind of direct right now. You're the big deal over there, but what what what'd you do in between those two? A lot of stuff. Um, I went to Atlanta for a little bit and hung out. Um, went to Norway for a little while. Well, how long uh, were you in Norway? That's pretty cool. Three, three or six months. I can't I can't remember anymore. Okay. I think it was about three. <laughs> Just um, kind of a lost time in your... Yes, your lost 20s when you're like, I know everything. <laughs> just and traveling. <laughs> and, you're not a, and you're not even a millennial when you were doing that. So. According to you, I'm like borderline millennial. When you're one year, you're an exer, just like me. <laughs> we, have to, we have to claim that. We have to claim that. So some time in Norway. And yeah. was it, were these tech-related things or were you just were you getting some traveling in? Um, Atlanta was tech-related. I was uh, I was working for the internet service provider Earthlink. I don't know if it's still around. Mm, maybe little bits of it somewhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was there for a while, and then um, in Norway, I was literally just hanging out. It was not work. I eventually had to come back. I was like, wait, I guess I need to keep making money. Make some money. <laughs> Was it was that was that truly one of those like I'm I'm gonna go find myself in Norway trips or a crazy time just yeah. being a young crazy person and I'm just so grateful for the fact that I had the uh, man what I don't know what to call it but um that I just was like this is something that I need to do and or I want to do and I just took the chance and did it I kind of operate like that in my life so yeah. No, it's good. I think, you know, and, and you work with a lot of students, and so do I, and that's kind of where we're, we've connected here in Omaha. Um, I always encourage, uh, in, in our my demographic, you know, is 35 to 55, sysadmin, sys male, right? That's kind of my demographics. They all have kids, <laughs> and, and my encouragement is save a little bit of money and send those kids abroad to oh, study. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's Absolutely. I think a super important part of there. Even if they don't study much mm -hmm. when they get over there, it's I think it's a life changing experience. Did you find kind of Norway as being kind of an eye opening experience to get out of the country and see something? You know, you you grew up in Omaha and you probably saw the same in in most cases the same sixty square blocks for yeah. most of your life, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, you did a little time at UNO, but that's kind of in the midtown area of Omaha. I like how Omaha. you said I did time. That's <laughs> well, <laughs> <college> for you. <laughs> well, but that's kind of what in the Midwest or some in some cases uh, our mm -hmm. students end up growing up in an area, and they they never really get outside of it to see what right. the rest of the world lives like. I spent some time in the military. I spent some time down in Panama, third world. Uh, right after we had uh, we had removed um, Noriega out of out as the president of the country, in turmoil, dirt poor. And you just don't realize how good we have it 
here in this yeah. country, right? And now Norway is a little bit different. That's yeah. that's that's a first world country and very well. But I, I'm assuming a great experience for you to kind of get out of the country and see something different. It was. It was. Uh, I think the most interesting thing. So I had really interesting conversations with people. This was back in 2003, and I re I remember. I was walking from where I was staying down to a market and these guys stopped me and started talking to me and they were Scandinavian and they were like so where are you from because they could tell even with my my bit of Norwegian that I spoke they could tell that my accent was not you know from the region right so they were like where are you from and I was said uh, Nebraska and three times they said <laughs> You must be the only, and don't be offended, but they were like, you must be the only black person in Nebraska. And I didn't understand it, so they had to repeat it like four times. <laughs> and I could tell they were getting more and more embarrassed, but I didn't know why until yeah. I heard what they were actually asking me. And I yeah. was like, well, actually, there's quite a few. It's not, you know, huge, yeah. but, <laughs> you know, but it was really a good experience, just super diverse, um, a great, great culture, you know. Yeah. Even 10 years ago, they had texting actually that's 13 years ago now but they had texting on on cell phones and we definitely didn't have it then I, I was like I don't understand how am I communicating with this person I know. and how do we do it now right when we think about all the technology that we have and um, you know with Facebook and keeping up with it on phones and I'm getting to the point where I can do most of my work on my phone yeah uh, not all of it but I, I can get a most lot of it done. that's so true Mm -hmm. Yeah. So came back from Norway, and then what have you done? So did you come back to Omaha? I let me think here. Yep, Norway to Omaha. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then what? Because like I've known you, I've always known you as you know the director of the interface school. So what what was yeah. in between those? I like how we're getting all these questions answered here on Home Gadgets. Well, we want to know who you are, and then, <laughs> then we're going to get in a little bit. <laughs> no, it's it's good. Um, but after that, I came back and I. Uh, I was just thinking, what do I want to do with my career? Because, you know, I came back from Norway and I wasn't really excited about what I was doing before I left. When I was in Atlanta, I was um, like a supervisor at that time for that um, that ISP that I mentioned before. Not, not super exciting. So <clears throat> I came back and I actually started working on a pre-pharmacy degree, or not degree, but pre-pharmacy curriculum to get into pharmacy school. And... Um, I also got a job as a pharmacy technician at Baker's near North 30th Street in Omaha, Nebraska. And I did that for about a year and a half. And um, what I realized is I love, 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 love helping people. But what I didn't appreciate as much about um, being a pharmacist or what I understood about being a pharmacist is that I was more on the, the side of not really, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sorry, I'm thinking about this, but um, I just remember a distinct point when I felt that I wasn't really contributing as much. Like I'm giving a person medication and then giving them the instructions based on what the doctor said and what the pharmacist is telling me, but not necessarily empowering them in any way. Like it, yeah. it just didn't feel as impactful to me. And so I ended up back in tech and I uh, switched my major from pre-pharmacy to back to MIS and found a way to, I'm sorry, not back to MIS, but I switched from pre-pharmacy to working on a master's in MIS. Yeah. So it was about a year of time, not wasted, I learned quite a bit, I learned that that wasn't my passion, but uh, then went into the master's program in MIS and had a great experience. So at the very end of that program, we ended up 
working in a group to build an application for Project Harmony. And they're an Omaha-based organization, a nonprofit that helps kids who are victims of child abuse. And our student group actually built an application that was like a private YouTube for them. And by the end of the course, it was still in a, in a prototype state. But the fact that we were able to build something out of nothing to meet these people's or this organization's requirements and potentially help some kids and a family, that was so huge for me that um, at that time I said, how can I take this experience and turn it into a career, into my job? And it took me five years. I was, no, sorry, that's 2010. So Interface was founded in 2014, so it took me about four years to get to the point where I actually had a job, which is the job I have now, that allows me to uh, help out the community and build things for people that matter, and, and in so many different ways. So we do build websites for companies with Interface, but our students are building their lives, and that's building the community and helping small businesses and other businesses in town. So I just... Um, I really love that. So yeah, no, and you're really good at it. I think you're in a sweet spot. Um, when we think about interface and the interface school, if you were to kind of give a purpose statement for that and what they're what you're trying to achieve with that, what would you say? Um, it was it would be just really short. It would be build people who build communities. And what kind of so talk about maybe a typical student and kind of how does the program work and what are you guys looking for? What what, what kind of what kind of programs do you offer? So our typical student is a working professional who can't necessarily quit their job to go back to school and learn a learn a new skill. So our classes are three times a three times a week, uh, nights only. Um, so I would say about 80% of our students have jobs and go to Interface so that you know they can do both. Um, what was the other question? Sorry. Uh, and I don't, I can't remember. I'll just make up, a, <laughs> just make up another one. What I was trying to do is get to the point of give people a picture when we think of Interface School. What yeah. those are the kind of students you attract from a mission standpoint. At the end of the day, what, and let me let me say this part because this is what's important to me is that when we hire students, and I'm on the hiring end, right? So you're on the training end, and I'm on the hiring end. Although we do some training, and we're going to do some work together. We'll talk about it towards the end of the show, but. Um, we 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 fall short. Uh, oftentimes, we fall short of those skilled technical workers to write code, right? To write Java, to write C sharp, to do WordPress, to PHP, to do Python. All those pieces that we need. Uh, the city of Omaha. I've heard a number, something about 2,500 jobs we are short each year in that in just that particular area of development. And so we import those jobs in, and uh, and certainly, and then I watch lots of kids as my student, my kids, my have gone through school. I've watched a lot of American students come out of schools here in Omaha, Nebraska, and uh, could could be doing these things, but have not gotten the right opportunities early enough or whatever. You and I are in sync. It's great as we've gotten to know each other. We're ex we're in exact sync from that. This show doesn't hear too much about it, but we'll talk some tonight about I think how to solve that problem which mm -hmm. I think is is super cool but the web interface is cool and why we bring it on home gadget geeks is because what you're doing is building the front end we we have small businesses and startups you know we have startups on our, our program oh every other month or so we just had the guys from Anana Box who developed this VPN solution they're 12 guys in a in a in a building in in Chico California um, we've had guys from Shelfie they take pictures of a bookshelf and they they catalog those books for you and then and tell you if there's free or low cost versions of the ebook available that kind of stuff right mm -hmm. yeah really cool solutions when we think about innovation uh, Shauna 
How much beyond just teaching the code are you guys trying to do with innovation? Yeah, so we're trying to just like kind of change the entire teaching model. So even from the instructor side, we are we pay instructors way above market. I was um, an adjunct at one time and really loved the experience. I love working with students, but you know, um, unfortunately, teachers just aren't paid very much. So we um, there are some cases where we'll pay an instructor like thirty thousand bucks to teach a course, and to us, that matters a lot because teachers are the most important, one of the most important assets in our economy, to be honest with you. So there's that side of it, which is innovative to us. In the, um, <clears throat> the training process itself, we are making sure to give students opportunities in many cases, not all cases, but in many cases, opportunities to work on real projects with real clients. And in most classroom settings, you don't get that option. You are listening to a lecture, doing homework that's predefined, and uh, getting a grade based on uh, predetermined kind of outcomes. And so we take a gamble every time we introduce a client because it introduces complexity, of course, and just a bunch of unknowns. But we think that that is so important for students to um, to understand and participate in and to uh, to be a part of. And it can it just adds a lot of value to the experience. So. There's that part. And one more thing is with the interface training model, it's three months tops, 15 weeks. That's three months, right? Mm -hmm. A little over three. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a little over three months. Mm -hmm. But at the end of that period, you graduate from the program and you are job ready. So it's not a year-long, two-year, four-year commitment. It's 15 weeks. And the great thing about it when you think about higher education, which I completely appreciate as an undergrad and graduate uh, degree holder, um, having the experience that allows you to get a position, that allows you to work for a company that provides tuition reimbursement in many cases, is extremely valuable because it's great to not go into debt for um, your education if you can avoid to do so. So that's one of the other ways that interfaces, I think, help in the, the uh, community overall. Yeah, you you just published a stat uh, to your Facebook group that mm -hmm. some of your folks. What what was the dollar amount? How how many students and what does that equate to in in yeah. increased wages? Right. So um, within the last thirty days, four students have reported a total increase in salary of over one hundred twenty thousand. It's about a hundred twenty two and change, hundred twenty two thousand dollars per year um, increase in salary. Yeah, it's a nice and little bump. Yeah. Nice nice little thirty thousand average per student to be able and. Right. Sometimes there's a retooling process that goes into, right? A lot of yes. students that are coming are in a role. They weren't particularly, it's not really working for them or they want to mm -hmm. do more. And so they can come and get the education in the, it's like night class, right? It's like night yeah. school, right? From exactly. that standpoint, it's just like night school. Mm -hmm. do it while they're still in. I hate that word, by the way, but <laughs> I think web interface or, or the interface school is uh, in the, the real name, interface the web school, right? If yeah. we're going to say it the right yes. way. The name yeah. Um, yeah, ha has that uh, ha has this ability to kind of transform uh, those workers. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you to think about. Don't say it yet. I'm going to ask okay. you to think. When we think about technology, I'm going to think. Ask you to think. What are some of the coolest stories that have come out of your students? Maybe as we think about okay. that. I know it's only been a couple of years, but let's talk about you and technology. You're a okay. self-admitted kind of non-geek in some ways, I know. but I yeah. think. I think technology, we're to the point now where technology is so embedded in everything we do. I know, I think you admitted to me you just got a microwave. Is that true? How does that, how does that happen? How do you live, how do you live that long without a microwave, Sean? I know. Um, Are you eating real so food? Is that the yeah, problem? You're eating real food? real food that I have to cook and be patient to cook and, or eat out. Um, 
But this is one of the reasons why I don't have to work out as much is because I cook mostly everything. Real food. You, you, yeah. Which is what we should be doing, if <laughs> to, to be honest. But the, there are, I'm sure there are home, you've got some, of course, cell phone, right? So you've got, you, know, you oh, yeah. use an iPhone, right, from that standpoint. Mm -hmm. What do you think, when you think about technology today, mm -hmm. like wh what do you think we're getting from a technology perspective? There's a lot of things we do we don't need, right? We're just right. doing them because they're cool. Yeah. But as you look at home automation or some of the technology around us, wh what are some of the things that get you excited about the future when you think about technologies that are existing today? What are some of those things that you look forward to or that you're using right now? Okay, so I'm a very simple person. I will just tell you that up front. But I went, I went to a conference last week in Las Vegas, and I got this. Can you see it okay? Yeah, yep. yep. All right. This multi-ended like phone charger thingy. I'm sure it has a better name <laughs> than that. Thingy. <laughs> Man, I should have I should have worked with you before we started. This. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So, battery does it have a have a hard drive in it? Does it have a? <laughs> does it have what else does it have? Or is it just a battery? I think it's just a battery. <laughs> have you used it yet, Shauna? <laughs> yes, I have used it. So here's the funniest thing is that. <laughs> These things are excellent. I love them. Yeah. But I never keep them charged. But I am on my phone constantly. I get criticized by so many people. They're like, Shauna, you're not like really here. You're just on your yeah. phone. Yeah. But I love these little battery devices. That's awesome. Well, it's super necessary in a lot of ways. Uh, is we, I, you know, I, um, For my phone, I go with a Mophie case for the iPhone. I got that is, too. You so got I need Mophie plus this. That's like wow. my life. Wow. <laughs> And so, well, the good news is sometimes it's hard to get that lightning, right? You need a lightning cable here for the iPhone. Well, when you put a Mophie on it, it turns it into a oh, micro yeah, sure. USB, right? And so yes. now all of a sudden those those kits. Now, what what are on the ends of that? I'm, I'm really interested. Hold that, okay. hold that Let's back see. up. Let's take a look at this thing. So what have you got there? I've got, so got the old school, school iPhone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, hey, sorry, I've got an iPhone 4. Yeah, then you don't make them feel bad. I think that's really cool that they didn't do that. Right. Then and you have yeah. lightning Yeah. and these other three things. So um, micro, mini, and what would the okay. third one be? Let's see. Micro, mini. I don't know what this. You know what? It's actually two of the same. Oh, okay. They have the same number of pins. That's like if you're you're being super generous and you're like, oh, you need a, you need a plug in too. Here yeah. you go. I got one for you. Which, yeah. by the way, great, um, great etiquette at a, at a airport is to have an extra either cable or an extra mm -hmm. outlet that when you plug in, you can divide that. Listen, yeah. you make friends, right, at the airport. Like, when I'm making like 10 friends, and also I'm not making the iPhone 4 person feel like a loser right there. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Mm -hmm. if, is, is that even around anymore? Does anybody have? I yeah. don't. I know a couple people not, that have. I'm that, not sure so. if they do. So. You got a battery. Was that uh, who who sponsored that? I saw a brand name on the. Um, I assume, did you get it at a at a counter or how'd they give it to you? Yeah, um, this is from CA Technologies. Oh, yeah. I see. It's backwards. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's backwards for you. We see it. Yeah. First. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. So, so have you used it? I mean, are you are you carrying it around with you all the time? And, and, and I, it's hard to believe you're yeah. wiping out a Mophie in your uh, in your. Yeah, I am though. You really. know. 
it's not good. Um, but yeah, I got this at a conference in Las Vegas last week, so they just were um, handing those out. What else, when you think of, so when we think of technology, mm -hmm. uh, certainly you're on your phone a lot and you've been traveling all around the country doing stuff, accepting awards, it's great. I see you, I see you everywhere, uh, get, just getting, you're getting all kinds of props at this point. I told you you're on a magic carpet ride uh, at this point and, and so that's awesome. But Thank what you. else with technology, what are the kinds of things when you think of either travel or at home or what, that you depend on what, or what do you wish was available that you don't currently yes. So uh, one of the things I really like are the uh, secure your space, your own way situation and that we can do that with cameras and our phones and just all kinds of like motion detectors and whatnot. I think that's so cool. So you can set, you know, set up your own home security. I know a lot of people have been doing that for a long time, but I just recently heard about it just like I just recently got a microwave. But I think that uh, the home security setup options are incredible. Yeah, and they're getting better. We've been talking yeah. about uh, a couple weeks back we had the guys from ring.com which is a device you put on your front door and it's got a camera on it. You can stick up these cameras all over your apartment. Now, I just saw a mobile one. I forget the name of it. Uh, I should have written it down, but mm -hmm. it's a device that looks a lot like an Amazon Echo or a, you know, it's just a cylinder device and it's got a camera and it will motion sense in a whole room and wow. then it swivels around to kind of see what's going on in the room and the camera moves I think side to side up and down and uh, so those kind of devices kind of set it and forget it when you think about uh, often, often those times take cloud storage or they take physical storage mm -hmm. for all your stuff like for all that storage stuff that you make because you probably make you know, I'm making a doc I'm saving it I'm you know presentation saving it are you completely cloud at this point or are you saving yeah. anything local and yeah, I do a little bit of local saving, but not not very much because I'm always on the go and I need to be able to bring stuff up wherever, whenever. So yes, mostly cloud. And I use, um, I'm still like a huge fan of Dropbox. You know, it works very well for what I do and a lot of Google Drive. I, I like, <laughs> I host some of our, um, in our free workshops that we offer, I use Google Drive for hosting because a lot of people are familiar with that platform. So, yeah. you know. So yeah, pretty that. pretty easy to use. Same yeah, reason exactly. Google Hangouts here. Hey, there's yeah. some questions in chat real quick about okay. Interface School. One, are you guys offering online classes or is it in-person only? All in-person, 10-person classes, very small cohort. Yep. Yeah, in some, you're in some brand new facilities there too, right? You guys have a partnership with AIM, which is yes. kind of a, is an organization that's working with tech and startups and incubators and those kinds of things. Yes. Pretty nice facilities. You guys, didn't you guys just re, just renovate there in the exchange building? Yeah, we did. We did a little bit of renovating. Yeah, it looks students like it. Yeah, and then mm -hmm. what about tuition? Is it one mm -hmm. price for everybody? It's you're not a state school, so it's not like there's in-state and out-of-state tuition, right? Right. Yeah, one it's price one price for everybody. For everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And what's that? What's the cost if someone were to come and get retooled, mm -hmm. retrained? How much does that cost? Um, for our, we've got two classes, right? So we've got a foundations class, like it's foundations in JavaScript. So learn to build a website like an Apple.com is uh, the best example I can think of. Um, that one would be 5,500. Uh, that and we have another class similar to it that focuses on WordPress development. That's also 5,500. And then uh, we have one other specialization course on Java, which is $7,000. So, yeah, and actually. Yeah. That's the price of one semester of school uh, here in Nebraska, yeah. for the most part. I mean, it's actually a little cheaper, I think. I think. Right. 
and I mean, there are a lot of boot camps around this, the country as well. Uh, some of them are as much as 15, 20 grand, um, and it requires you to drop out of the workforce. So one of the things that makes us different is that a lot of people can keep their jobs and keep training. So that's another huge benefit of it. Yeah, and, and folks, can, they come after hours, and they can yeah. continue to keep their job, and they mm -hmm. can retool and retrain and then do something. Uh, do you have a, any situations where you've had organizations or businesses partner with you and send yeah. their people to be trained, and then they just go right back to where they were before? Yeah, we have. Um, so we partnered with um, a company that's pretty large in Omaha, um, First National Bank. I know they're larger in other markets, too. But um, First National Bank partnered with us to send uh, 12 people through our training, and they sponsored all the seats. And four of those individuals were actually existing First National employees who were not in tech. And through the training, they learned .NET, and many of them ended up in um, developer positions, including one who ended up a Java developer. So he took .NET training with us and ended up in Java development. So, yeah. yeah. No, it, it, it works out. You've had, certainly with your students, when we think about... All the students that have gone through in the last couple of years, so I'm, I'm sure you've got some real bright ones that you know. I mean, the, the fire is burning hot, and they're going to do some really cool stuff. Any, any in, in the time you've been doing it, any success stories or situations where guys have guys or gals have come mm -hmm. in? And by the way, we need more gals doing this, so yeah, sure. you know, mm -hmm. it would be great to get some more gals doing this. But any, um, any bright, shining uh, examples of guys that have gone out, or gals, and gone out and really <laughs> done something? Because I say guys generically, yeah, but should, I know what you mean. So yeah, folks, yeah, yeah. as we say in the Midwest. Yeah, folks. I say that all the time, folks. <laughs> um, so any examples like that that, that just yeah. right off the top of your head? Yeah. So there's two that I can think of that really stand out to me. Um, one is from 2014, and it was a woman who was a barista at a local coffee—not local, but a coffee shop in town—and she was making minimum wage at the time. And after her training course, she went through the first national training on a sponsored seat. Um, ended up tripling her salary after the training, and then got a $10,000 raise about six months, three, I'm sorry, three months after um, she got her uh, new, I'm sorry, landed her new position. So that's really incredible. It allowed her to do a lot of different things like move out of her family's home and like her parents' house. So yeah. that is very cool to me, just empowering a person. Um, the other is another, well, I've got two more. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> one more is a... Um, a welder who was just like, okay, this I know what the top of this chain looks like, and I want to get into something that's more marketable and long-term, has a, a few more long-term options. So he took our WordPress course, uh, came in as a welder, ended up getting a job as a software engineer for a, um, a government contracting consulting firm, something like that. But um, anyway, was able to transition into web development after 11 weeks with very little training prior or experience prior to the course. Um, the final example is a dad who had two little kids. He would bring them to um, to class sometimes. We had a space where he could have them kind of hang out during the class so they weren't, um, you know, disruptive or feeling like they were in the way or anything like that. But, um, yeah, this dad was hardworking and just really trying to um, improve his situation and the lives of his kids as well. And he ended up almost quadrupling his salary after training. Um, he took our 15-week job, of course. So oh. just really... Really cool stuff. No, it's, that's that's got to feel good when it you're, does. you know, when when you have those kinds of great stories. And mm -hmm. this is just one city in Omaha that where this is happening. That can certainly be multiplied. In a, any thoughts yeah. to expansion as far as Des Moines or or those kinds of things? You guys can can you talk about it? But any yeah. thoughts of growing? 
Yeah, no, we're definitely looking at other markets outside of Omaha. Um, so it's just a matter of finding a place where there's really solid employer support because that's important for this to work. And uh, the talent base is there. So there's a few different factors that we consider before moving into another market. The other thing is when we do go into another market, we want to totally ingrain ourselves. So it's not just like Interface comes in and starts school and starts charging tuition. We want to uh, start meetup groups. We want to help um, get more kids involved in tech. So I do a lot of that personally here. But whatever market we go into, we want to bring the whole community along in the process, even if they don't end up taking one of our 11 to 15 week courses. So. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk about kids here in just a second because I, mm -hmm. I, I think it's a dynamite topic, but uh, Mark had asked a question in the chat room, any recommendations for new college students in computer science or MIS tips for getting that first job? That's not necessarily your sweet spot in the sense because you're retooling workers and some mm -hmm. of those things, but you know the market, right? I mean, you're really, really close to the market, and when we think about that first tech job, what kind of advice would you give? So I actually have had students who, are, who were computer science students come mm -hmm. through Interface for one course. So that yeah, no, I think it's worth it. I, that process. Yeah. I would recommend actually taking a whole semester and instead mm -hmm. of going to school, going to an interface school like yeah. you're doing to really mm -hmm. focus on the code. They get really distracted during their college years with yeah. what I call the liberal arts, the liberal arts of computer science, mm -hmm. which is the, the math and the history and the, all those things they teach you. And they're great, right? They make yeah. us great citizens. They don't make us great developers, right. <laughs> unfortunately. And so I'm, I have a really big recommendation for if you're going to pay to go to school, I think it's worth it to take a, a semester and just because that's about what it'd be, 15 weeks. Yeah, totally. Take a semester and just dive in. Imagine having all day to write code and then come mm -hmm. to school at night. So that would be one of my yes. recommendations. What else do you think? I think that's a great recommendation. And just think about like what I was saying before. If you're able to get a job with a company after that training and they'll continue to pay for your education. That like takes the burden off your parents and frees up resources for other students, you know. So that's the other thing that I always recommend. Do you mind if I grab a light here? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, go ahead. Hold on just one well, second. Yeah, you bet. While she's doing that, um, yeah, you know, one of the things uh, we often see in the college space is that we just don't get enough code. Uh, and so oftentimes we see these students just really struggling. Uh, even after four years of a great education, uh, they have spent so much time in all the other, all the other things that go into college. Uh, when we try to get them into the enterprise to just really write code, uh, they they can't do it very well. And we have we have some exceptional students. Uh, Sean, I'm just kind of talking a little bit about what we see in the enterprise. We have some exceptional students that do the code anyways, but. I am all for getting the code, the kids involved in code early and earlier. Let's talk a little bit about that. Shauna, one of the things I think, when we look at the city of Omaha, and I've gotten involved in the last four years in all the STEM organizations around the city of Omaha, I know them all. We've, I've, I'm on the search committee for this STEM coordinator uh, position we're putting in. And what we've seen from a number standpoint is that from, from K to 6, there's great programs. We are stacked in the city of Omaha. Some great, when we think of the, the, some of the work that... Uh, you know, the Boys and Girls Club is doing and some of those organizations where they're they're in the right neighborhoods doing the right things. We could always do a better job, but I think yeah. they're doing a great job in yeah. some of those neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And the numbers are 50-50 and it's very diverse right up until about sixth grade. And then something happens in seventh grade, right? Mm -hmm. These kids go off to junior high and we just lose them. Right? Yeah. They kind of just drop off the face of the earth. Peer pressure kicks in, For sure. hormones kick in. Yeah. I think 
uh, lack of opportunity kicks in. In other words, I think there's a big gigantic black hole where these kids don't have enough things to get involved in in seventh and eighth grade, and they get they get behind. And all of a sudden, by the time we try to capture them as freshmen or sophomores in high school, yeah, that we've already lost them. They're not even listening to us anymore. Would what, what comment on that? A little. Are you seeing something similar? Is because you work in, with a lot of these groups too. Yeah, that's really interesting. I was just thinking about, as you were talking, I was thinking about my own experience when I was in school. So I grew up in North Omaha, so it's one of the, if you're not familiar with Omaha, uh, North Omaha, in in many cases, or in some neighborhoods, I should say, is one of the uh, poorest in our city. Um, and so I grew up in that area, and I remember through about sixth grade feeling really supported by teachers and uh, being in gifted programs and all that good stuff. But like you said, something happens at about seventh grade. You start thinking too much about boys or girls, whatever your preference is, and um, not focused on school at all. And um, yeah, I think it's harder for teachers to reach us yeah. too, unfortunately. And so um, I definitely remember being becoming distracted with other other things, and then somehow turning back around. But it was definitely through mentorship. So I feel like the more that we can get involved as adults, even if it's just like an hour a month or whatever, but if there are a lot of us doing it, I think we can make a huge impact. And it's being there and letting those kids know that they have other resources in the community, people that care about their futures and their outcomes. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's the guys and gals who listen to this show who should be making the impact in this area. That, that we, have, we, we hold the keys to all this technology. And we have the time and the disposable income and those kinds of things to help with these things. One of the things, uh, and, and we should get involved. I'm just going to say, guys, you should be involved. Something in your community around technology, you should be giving back. One of the things uh, Sean and I have been thinking about, and because I have this, we see this kind of uh, this negative vortex uh, that happens in 7th and 8th grade. One of the things we're thinking about uh, right now is, can we bring these 7th and 8th graders in, into the enterprise and give them instruction and keep them interested through these years through a weekend program that's an extended period of time and how would we you know how would we do that we do a high school program uh, at Gallup and, and I'm gonna mirror that program Sean is gonna help me with it a, a little bit and we're gonna try it out in a pilot program one of the advantages we have in Omaha is we have two I think and maybe more pretty good pilot or pretty good magnet schools when we think of our junior highs right so King Science in North Omaha, uh, Mars uh, in South Omaha, mm -hmm. right? Did I get that right? Is that it? Is Mars yeah, right? Mars. Mm -hmm. And and that puts some emphasis on on science and technology. And, right. and so we've we've got kind of a predisposed uh, population there. You've worked with them more than me. Is that assessment correct? Is that do you think that's a favorable area to go in and start something like yeah. trying to keep these guys involved and more than just taking the technology to the school, bringing right. them into the job, right? Absolutely. Showing them what it really looks like. Yep, absolutely. Like you have to, you have to make them feel like it's real and that it's a possibility for them because, um, um, you know, I I remember being in in school and just hearing a lot of people like a lot of guest speakers come and say, "Here's my job and here's what I do," and I'm like, I cannot relate to it. I don't. It, you're here doing a presentation on a PowerPoint. So, um, getting kids into an environment where they can feel they they're in the seats, they can see other employees around them. You know, I think it makes a huge difference. Absolutely. Yeah. What's the thing? What's the youngest you've taught? Um, in web design, you've got kind of a web design class that you do yeah. that gets them from zero. You know, it's, we always say from the couch to 5K, right? That's a yeah. running program, right? Of mm -hmm. getting off the you know, of running in in web. You know, we always say uh, you know couch to web development. 
What um, what's the youngest that you've taught? Five. His name was Miles. He was hilarious. On the last day of class, he came in with a, one of those tuxedo t-shirts, you know, because he was going to be dressed up that day. Um, but five. No, sorry. I think he was six. He was six. But oh, six yeah. Was the youngest. Like that makes a big difference. But <laughs> what what could he do realistically? Six years old. Yeah. What was so what was he working on? And what could he do? He I um with that group. So it's like this. He was the youngest, but it was a seven to nine year old group. And our goal through the whole course, which was about, um, I want to say, eight hours long, and we met every Sunday for two Sundays, two, three, four Sundays, something like that, at the library. But the goal was for them to just get okay with working with HTML and CSS syntax. That was it. And so Miles, he, um, <laughs> one of the things he was most proud of, and I really love working with these kids. This is my favorite thing. Um, that I do and many times I just volunteer my time to do it because I think it, it matters a lot but um, his favorite thing was like changing the background on his screen from some solid color to like a brick pattern and he was like Shauna look what I did <laughs> you know yeah just having the confidence to mess around with code is the whole point and uh, I give their parents resources at the end it's up to them to kind of continue working through it but the fact that um, they get okay with working with it is it's crazy to me so they go from not knowing what I'm talking about to when I'm like did you close your tag did you um, it, you know just different things are, are you missing a semicolon things like that and they understand what I'm talking about is it's wild I love it do you find that that it takes them long to pick up on on some of the code and get going or do they pick it up pretty fast uh, they pick it up pretty fast but so I switch my format with kids and I might do this for my adult classes too. I'm actually kind of working this in, but with my kid classes, I um, I start off the first day with no computers, nothing, and all we're doing is thinking about um, HTML, CSS, and JavaScript as um, a skeleton um, of body, if you will, with some colors and jacket, jack a jacket with colors on it, you know, just something like that. So what makes it unique, and then someone walking and then we talk about it as a car with paint on it driving and then we talk about it as like a cell phone uh, skeleton with a case on it and texting so even though these are not uh, truly analogous to um, HTML, CSS and JavaScript it gets it gets them thinking about these things in terms that they can understand or ideas that they understand already and then when we get to the coding part it makes more sense to them so um, yeah, that's yeah. That's my approach. I know there's no one perfect way to do it, but that's what I do. What do you, What do you think from an age standpoint is the sweet spot? I mean, is is we think about getting started, and mm -hmm. you know, and you could say, oh, there's no age, but we know there's. I, I agree that there is an age. I think yeah. there is. What's the floor? Do you think? I think it's about um, seven or eight, and the reason why I say that is they have to be able to read and be um, patient and understand instruction, and I think any younger than that, it's it's a little bit challenging. Um, but I, I guess the, the caveat is that I don't teach um, using like Scratch or some of the other kind of like um, the tools that make it really easy to grasp, grasp those concepts. I teach six-year-olds the same as I teach 60-year-olds. Yeah, the same same structure, same. Same structure, except yeah. for that I'm doing like whiteboards with the kids. Right. But um, outside of that, the structure of the courses or the workshops are the same. So. Yeah. Yeah, and you teach on weekends. As, yeah. as, I mean, you kind of give up your weekends, too. Talk a little bit about what you're doing with those weekend programs. Yep, so every other Sunday we've got a community um, 
a community, what would you call it, like a learning center? Is that right? Uh, the do space? space? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, and it's actually, it's very, very unique from a tech standpoint. Yeah. Um, if you, uh, and I think if you just Google Do Center, D-O, okay. Center Omaha, um, our local community college, Metro Community College, has really invested in, and Shauna, that first time I was over there, was you, you talked me into doing some, some judging, uh, and I went over to do it, which was a blast, right? Yeah, uh, it, was, it was a blast. But they have taken an old Borders, right? I think it yeah. was a Borders bookstore, Borders. two stories, and turned it into a complete tech space. So mm-hmm. Macs and PCs on the first floor, Second floor is configurable. You can move the tables around. You can kind of get, you know, you could create great workspace. You could do, I mean, all kinds of agile uh, type stuff. And great technology. We think of junior college sometimes or community college and you think, oh, okay, oh crap, you have Dells from 15 years ago. It's kind of crap. No, they've got some. And, and I can, you, you told me, I think you told me or someone told me, I can access that with a, with a uh, library card? Is that um, right? Actually, well, you need to get a, a DoSpace membership card, but it's yeah. all free. Like, all of their programming, everything is completely free. And like you said, all of their equipment is brand new. They've got great learning spaces. It's just an incredible resource for the community. But um, um, we partnered with them to offer free intro to web development workshops every other Sunday in Omaha. So we do, like, um, an intro to HTML and CSS, and then the following month, introductions to jQuery, and then the following month, introduction to, like, um, a front-end framework. Our current framework is Bootstrap, so we uh, just kind of build on each of the skills every yeah. month. Is yeah. everybody's framework Bootstrap? I hear that. Ever, I mean, I hear that everywhere. That's kind of become. No, there's no? a lot of good ones. There's um one of my friends um, introduced me to Semantic UI. There's that. There's um oh there's one called Foundation. I believe I don't use it anymore. I used it a long time ago. But Twitter Bootstrap is the most popular according to them. But I like it. No, it's super popular. Our kids mm-hmm. use it in the high school program. It allows them to get a lot farther in development, a lot oh, yeah. faster. And, and so, in, in design, you know, that's the huge thing is that it makes pretty websites. And I am not a good designer, uh, in my opinion. I just think there's people who are excellent at it, and I'm not one of them. But it allows me to feel like I kind of know what I'm doing on the design side. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a great, this do space is a great space. One of their uh, Tuesday tech tips is 50 Minecraft tips you may not have ever known. Nice. I mean, these guys, they're digging in. I mean, it's, yeah. this is not your typical community college boring, I mean, this it's is not, not your father's community college, right? right. I mean, really, um, they're building up on the North, on, in the North O campus too, right? Are, are you, oh, yeah. do you know what's going on up there? They're putting in some, some major construction up there. They are. They're doing a lot with them. Um, Construction, um, I know you just said construction, but like construction degrees, I believe. And they're also building just um, a tech, kind of a tech slash business sort of a, a building. A lot of different things like that. It's where, amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's, They've really put some money into the infrastructure. Um, they also have a 3D printer out there, right? I think I saw a yeah. big, gigantic 3D printer, and you can yes. bring a recipe in. And I imagine you're paying for any of those things that you're using. I need to go yeah, down there. Can, sure. Is a Sarpy County... Resident, can I get a do space card and and work out of there? How's that work? Do you know? That's a great question. Um, so you know, I don't work for do space, but you can oh, right. totally like go right. down there and see. Okay. <laughs> so you're just shirking. Sure, you're just just throwing that responsibility off. I don't have any idea, Jim. Stop talking about do space. <laughs> I love do space. Um, you should totally go down there and get yourself and your kids, your family a, a membership. It's a great great space for sure. 
Well, and I should do a podcasters meetup down there. That would be probably yeah, the perfect space to yes. get, gather everybody together. It's it is it is kind of uh, you know one of those kinds of spaces. Absolutely. When we think about uh, so you never you kind of you, you didn't answer my question I think <laughs> earlier when I talked about no we we got sidetracked with some questions okay. in the chat room but when we think about technology that you're hoping for or wishing for in the future when we think about all these things that you've seen a ton of this stuff. We know you don't own an Amazon Echo, and everybody goes like, "Thank God," because Jim's not going to talk about the Echo. I talk about that all the time. What What would you hope for, or what do you, Where do you hope the future brings from a technology standpoint? Can I ask you a question? How about is that fair? Yeah, go right reverse on. Reverse the podcast. Right on. What What technology should I be excited about? Maybe those in the chat rooms. Hmm. All right. While they're while the chat room is filling in some things about what they think, they're about thirty seconds behind, so they'll start filling in what they think oh, okay. is important. So <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you at this point, there's a I think there's there's let's just say three technologies I think that become really practical and very important. Okay. One is one is AI. I think we're finally to a point where artificial intelligence matters. We see it in Siri and some of these technologies that we have, and so the concept of being able to talk to and get answers back and have mm-hmm. Products that are are helpful uh, with AI, I think that's one. Two, I think, uh, and some of this overlaps a little bit, but two, two is just raw home automation. In other words, bringing things to your space, turning lights on and off, making things more energy efficient. Yes. Um, Technology is really good at that, right? It's good at understanding data and making decisions based on data and usage patterns and some of those things. And it's a perfect use for technology to think about. Um, our home automation space. You mentioned earlier with security cameras yeah. and some of those kinds of things. I think we have thermostats now. We have, you know, the, we know doors open. We have proximity sensors to know if I'm in the room or not in the room. Those kinds of things. So, I think uh, uh, two is home automation, and then I think three is driving automation. Okay, so I don't know about that. I don't know that that's a great thing. Well, why? Why? What, Wait, the sorry, you're talking about autonomous uh, vehicles. Autonomous vehicles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's cool. I'm, and this is probably going to be weird, maybe, but I just am like, my car is too computerized, you know? I'm just like, what if... Okay, here's one thing that's irritating to me about my my smart car, if you will. Yeah. Um, I need to take it in to get service, but the when I play Pan, <laughs> Pandora or... Um, what's the other one that people really use? Um, Spotify? With an S. There it is, Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spotify, iTunes, Pandora. Sometimes my car um, or my little radio player <laughs> gets um, confused or it kind of locks up on the last song, so I never know what song is playing unless I look at my phone, which is really dangerous when you're driving. And I'm like, why, why, do, why do we have this? Yeah, but Shauna, imagine with self-driving vehicles, imagine the work you could recapture in the car. Oh my gosh, I know. I'm so excited right? about that. So, yeah. yeah, on that topic, I'm very excited about being able to continue to work in the vehicle and not be, you know, don't want to be a hazard to right. other drivers. Right. Sure. So your complaint is just that it's crazy to, like, it doesn't work sometimes, right? It doesn't, you know, is that your complaint? <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> hey, so that's, let's, that's totally true in a lot of cases when we think mm-hmm. about new technology. I mean, Look how long it really took us to get Windows working right, or really to get the modern OS to work right, right? It's still, <laughs> yeah, true. you know, I think now it's, we used to talk, there were all kinds of tech shows about the operating systems, mm-hmm. and they've all pretty much for the most part gone away because it's boring because it works in right. a lot of cases. Now, Windows 10 may be a little bit different as they're trying to re- completely retool that, but 
it it well, I think sometimes these technologies get mature and they get boring, you know, and they start they start working. And then, you know, now we I think we absolutely have some hurdles to go over. You know, I've got this little Amazon Echo that sits right here and sometimes I have to shout at it and then sometimes it just it responds to anything. You know, and you're like, "Hey, no, I didn't say anything." Sometimes you try and ask it to bring up a playlist and it brings up the wrong one, you know, right. you might want this one and it brings up that one. Mm-hmm. So I, I think um, I, I think we uh, I think we're still away from it. Um, Mark says in the chat room, he says I'm not looking forward to autonomous cars. I enjoy driving, especially with a stick. There is something oh, about true. driving yeah, your own I vehicle. I like driving a stick. That is awesome. I think with an autonomous car, you could take it over, and and it could you know you could that would be fine. But it's not. Hey, it's not as efficient, right? <laughs> I'm just laughing thinking about like a person getting into an argument with their own car about who's in charge. That that might be true. <laughs> that might be true. You know? Cuz you're not you're not as efficient as the machine is to be honest, right? That's the true. machine this machine's always going to well, I shouldn't say always. Probably in a lot of cases the machines Here's what I'd love. We live in Nebraska and it's 8 hours to Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. 8 hours to Denver, 3 hours to Kansas City. I hate all those drives. Yeah, just, yeah, I hate them, especially Denver. Like I can't. It, it, Chicago's not much better, to be honest. Mm-hmm. With. The rolling hills of. I would love just to be able to get on eighty, mm-hmm. get in a convoy of computer locked cars that are all going the okay, same speed yeah. and are drafting. I kind of love that. That are car. that are just feet apart from each other. That mm-hmm. lock in, and and I can just quit at that point. I can yeah. take my hands off the wheel. Pull out my cell phone and start working. You know. Okay, I still... actually think that would be pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, imagine you get better gas mileage. You yeah. could do it safely. Mm-hmm. In in a convoy uh, scenario, you'd be everybody would be drafting, so you wouldn't have the wind resistance type deal. Yeah. I think it's safer. I mean, mm-hmm. we've we're starting to see some of these vehicles be able to now respond to you know to. Um, Obstructions at faster, a lot faster than the human. I know when I'm driving across Nebraska, I'm so tired in most cases. You know, I'm rubbing my eyes and slapping myself trying to stay <laughs> awake, right? You know, um, and so it it is. Um, it's one of those things that I, I'm I'm all for it. So Emily says uh, she just had a flash forward to my daughter complaining to her college friends one day. Yeah, my mom still drives her own car. That's so lame. <laughs> That's gonna be me. My kids, whenever I have them, they'll be like, "My mom," because I'm gonna get rid of this microwave again. My mom just got a microwave or whatever yeah. eating food thing. There will be at that. Well, time. we're kind of making fun of you for just getting a microwave. That's happening <laughs> behind the scenes for you. Just getting, just getting. I uh, know it's so ridiculous. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about? What about AI and when we think about AI and home automation, anything in those areas? You, you talked about home security. How comfortable are you with talking all the commands to your phone or, you know, what have you? <clears throat> How comfortable am I? Yeah. Uh, you use it a lot or not? No, no? I don't. I And I've got, what is this, a 6S, I want to say. I don't really, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. What was the question? <laughs> Shauna, we're not even drinking wine. <laughs> I know. I'm just trying to understand what we're talking about. No, the the AI. So the the computer, the you know the um, 
the ability to talk to your phone and have it get things done for you. Yes. Are you using your phone? Your six, your six has all that capability. Are you using it for I that? I am not using that. And why not? Uh, to be honest with you, and I know I can be honest with you guys here. Yeah. I did not know it could do that. Really? No. So how, just, no. Yeah. How did you? How, so how do you get this far? So push that button down, and then Siri comes on, and you say, "Show me the weather," right? And it and it pops I never up. Said that. Really? So no. let me ask you this. Should I do it right now? Do you guys want me to do it for the first time? Yes. Let's. So hold that button down. Okay. Get your phone. Get your phone out. Hold Got that it. button down. And then a little. You're you're messing with me, aren't you? You've I'm done. I'm not. This I'm serious. Come on. You've done this before. All right. Hold that button down. And, okay. and a little and a little thing will pop up on the bottom. Yeah. And it says, "I'm I'm ready." Right. And yeah, then just say. Actually, I'm annoying her because she keeps saying, "Yeah, yes, yes, yes." Yes. Okay. And then ask a question. Tell me about the weather. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's super nice. Wow. Something new right here on Home Gadget Geeks. Hey, it's <laughs> Shauna, you're the perfect this is why I started the network of the average guy.tv was to to get the average person using technology. So there I have you achieved go. I'm the average guy right here. Or gal or folks. Or, yeah, the yeah, average, folks. average folks. I think the average folks.tv was taken <laughs> when when I get when I got to go, when I got to get the site. When we think of, so we talked about AI, we talked a little bit about home automation, we talked some about, uh, you know, autonomous cars. Mm -hmm. Any other technology is that when you think about the stuff that you use or any cooking, like we've we've had chefs on who use cooking technology. Are you using, you're, you're apparently you're a big cook because you don't have a microwave. So oh, man. any technology I that you're using in, in, with your food? No, so I <laughs> I cook the same thing all the time. You know, Do you? I found, yeah, three years ago, I'm like, that is the meal for breakfast. So it's <laughs> that's it. Cereal. You come home. It's yeah. peanut butter and jelly sandwich. When the time comes where it is socially acceptable to like wear a uniform every day, that is me. I'm like this plain Jane. Same thing every day. Oh yeah, I'm so yeah. happy in that space. Just like yeah. keep it simple. Yeah. So uh, clearly, C in the chat says, "Jim, thanks for a fun show. I think uh, class with Shauna would be a lot of fun." That's <laughs> Don actually is behind that. But yeah, fun when you're teaching your classes is that a fun? I cannot tell you. I, I love it. It's um. So running a business is is difficult. You know, for anybody who's tried to to start a new business, you know, it takes it takes a while to get it to get it going and all of that stuff. But one thing I'm very comfortable in, or a spot I'm very comfortable in, is teaching and. That is totally makes it all worth it. So I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you get to do a lot of it. Although you're trying to do a little bit less and get some folks yeah. in to do a little bit more, right? I mean, you're, you're right now. You're kind of you started. Did you start Interface by yourself, or was there a partner? <clears throat> yeah, I started Interface with uh, four others, just really talented people. So uh, we are uh, five co-founders, and I am the one like day-to-day -day operations management person. So. And and probably chief promoter, chief right? Chief promoter, chief HR. Yeah, doing all that yeah. stuff, getting kind yeah. of getting the word out. And mm -hmm. what are you hoping? So between now and the end of the year, what would be a perfect? What would be a perfect ending for Interface as we think about you know the next six months? Yeah, good good question. So it's absolutely always you know full of classes with talented and dedicated students. Like that is a just an ideal spot for us always and then 
as we look at scaling into other markets, which we'll be able to talk about more in the next uh, few weeks, uh, just making sure that that's executed well with a solid support team. So just getting more, um, you know, support for students and having the full, just, I'm sorry, just a good experience all through the rest of the year. So yeah. talented students scaling well and all of that. And what what kind of advice would you give to somebody like me who I might be a listener of a show like this? I'm not involved in the I'm a tech guy. I'm not involved in the tech in my community in any way. I'm not I'm not getting the opportunity to help out students. If there were if you were to say maybe one thing or one or two things of how folks can get involved in their communities because we we reach, you know, bunches of different countries in doing this. Yeah. What would you tell them? So I'll just tell you a quick story about me. Like, I'm not super technical, you know, but I have um, been able to make a pretty big impact in our community of Omaha, Nebraska, of about 500,000 people. Um, and I think that you don't have to have a lot to do a lot, to be honest with you. So just taking your talent and making yourself available as a mentor is awesome. Even if you're kind of like, all right, I'm not going to start a school, and I don't have time to start a meetup necessarily, but even... Um, checking in with a local school and volunteering as a, a STEM mentor would be excellent, an excellent start. So, and it's yeah. important that kids need it. Yeah. Start start small and, and work your way into it. Find that spot. Victoria Novak, do you know Victoria? Yeah, I think I do. she's taking mm -hmm. a class from you. She's out in the chat room. She says, I'm taking a web development class with Shauna right now. Yeah. And she makes it very easy and she's very approachable. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you, Victoria. Yeah, I just. Um, after doing this a while, I, I kind of felt like um, there were some cases where developers would try to make um, development seem like just this rocket science thing that you you have to know it all or you don't know anything. And so um, I think it's important to make it accessible to people, and that's one of the things that I try to do. So I'm glad that Victoria feels that way. That's awesome. Yeah. You know what we should do? Um, so I've got podcasters who work on WordPress all the mm -hmm. time. And you have WordPress people who need real things to do. Yeah. We we should find a way to connect, or you know, podcasters who are getting started, yeah. and developers who are getting started, to help those podcasters build these websites mm -hmm. that they can. You know, we should we should think about. I've always I've been trying to figure out this way to get this get podcasting in and going and interface. Not from necessarily creating podcasts, although that would be cool. Right. We create a podcast for you, but. When I found out you were doing WordPress, I was like, "Oh, there has to be a way to get, you know, to to get some real work." Because that's you're looking for that stuff all the time, right? You're looking oh, yeah. for stuff for real students to really work on, right? Does that okay. sound like something so that would work? You, here's an example. Yeah. Yes, let me tell you real quick about an example of a project we're about to work on, and we've never done it before, but it's so cool. Um, but our students are going to build a um a web application that kind of acts like a mobile application in our Java class. And it's um, basically like you're walking around this specific area of town and there's uh, little landmarks throughout the, the space. So there's um, a Google API that acts like GPS. And it, and it works with a front-end application. So that's what we're going to build for one of our clients. And I just think that's so cool that we can take what the students are learning, extend it with these real projects, and they have real projects to talk about when they go into interviews and all of that. So, yes. Yeah. In short, we would love to talk about. We'll have to figure out. We'll have to figure out a way to do that because I have all these podcasters and they suck at WordPress, <laughs> and so they do. They're just terrible. They, they, they want to podcast. They don't want to write. You know, they don't want to do WordPress. They want to. 
they just want a podcast. And yet uh-huh. you've, you're teaching. I mean, I, it, when I found out you were like teaching WordPress, and you know, a quarter of the web runs on WordPress. That's thing. right. That's right. Um, I was like, "Ooh, hey, wait a minute. We could we could probably make a connection." Mark asks, "Any plans on teaching more emerging technologies like mobile app development?" Yeah, um, we have an Android class coming up later this fall. Um, I guess one of the points that we we focus on is what technologies are employers looking for. So I know um, in 2014 we ran an Angular Angular JS workshop mm-hmm. that. No one signed up for it because no one in Omaha was using it, but a lot of the, our developers in town were like, this is the coolest thing ever. We should totally teach this. So we offered it, and no one signed up. And so um, we try to just match our offerings with what the community actually needs. But there are so many cool things that we could teach, but we just try to make sure it fits the market. So Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> Emily in chat says, yep, uh, WordPress scares me. <laughs> That's why <laughs> I use Squarespace. Yeah. But then again, there's those awesome plugins that I'd love to get, but you know, I have to bite the bullet and switch to, to WordPress. And um, yeah, you know, that's it. That is a sure. that is a common. Yeah, I mean, that is a common. Um, in on, in podcasters, they almost always land either on WordPress or on Squarespace. That's kind oh, of the. Yeah. Those are kind of two. And and really, with your JavaScript, right? Squarespace mm-hmm. would be. I mean, you could really do some things if you understood JavaScript. I know on yeah, Squarespace you can. It's drag and drop, but if you can if you can code, you can make Squarespace do some amazing things. Yes, yeah, I, I love web development. It's just so incredible to be able to build something out of nothing. Um, I was <laughs> just showing some of my developer friends a project because um, I don't ever want them to say about me that those who can't <laughs> those who can't do teach. <laughs> yeah. so. You are afraid of that? Is that what yeah, you're Yeah, a little bit. So yeah. I like keep working on little side projects, but right. one that I recently worked on was um <clears throat> using um media queries in in uh in CSS and two JavaScript libraries that were for uh what do you call it? Uh two different slideshows. Because this this client of mine had a need for a slideshow that looked one way on a you know, laptop and a different way on a mobile device. And I just couldn't get there with the same jQuery plugin. So with the media query, I was able to have two on the same page um, that just turn on and off based on the size of the screen, which is yeah. super cool. Yeah. And then the part that I still don't understand, and I'm trying to look into my code to figure out how this is actually working, but um, both sliders are on the same timer and they work on the same same slide. So no matter what size screen I go to, they are always on the same slide. So it doesn't start over yeah. if I hop to a different screen mm-hmm. size. So anyway, yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's just cool. cool the things that you can do. Yeah, Don, Don asked you, um, Shauna, what would be your suggestion for where a student should begin who has no background in tech? Um, <clears throat> so if it's, let's say if you wanted to start online, Code Academy is one of the best free resources out there. And is he, he or she in Omaha? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. But but Don, okay. if you j- throw that in the chat, wait, I give it thirty seconds and he'll be okay. There. I'll just answer it though. For if you yeah. if yeah. you are in Omaha, um, the Omaha Public Library offers Lynda.com absolutely free to members. So that's another. Oh, great I didn't resource. know that. Yeah. That's yeah, great. Your, your membership to the library, you get Lynda for free. So there's uh, that too. So those are two great resources for just starting. Um, online on your own time. He said then, North, Northeast PA. Oh, okay. Okay. So, 
But you know what? A lot of cities are being progressive this way. Yeah, good. And and I would just check in with your, you know, I would check in with the local library. Mm -hmm. You've said that already. I would actually look, I would Google code school for your city. So yeah. put in the name of the city and code school. Mm-hmm. And there may be some opportunities there. And then there's clubs, there's meetup groups. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking young students, fifth or sixth grade, oftentimes there's a robotic uh, yeah, offering yeah. in a school nearby. Mm-hmm. The key, I think, the key is to keep them engaged in junior high. This is the challenge, yeah. is to do some things in junior high. We, we applied for a grant and we didn't get it, but it would, the idea was to start some coding programs in junior highs here in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't get it. I'm kind of glad I didn't. It would have slowed me down. I think some of the things we're doing we can activate on very, very quickly. Yeah, true. State money would be nice, but I don't think it actually costs all that much to do what we do, right? And so we're going to host some of those things at Gallup. But I would say in your communities, reach out into the uh, – call the chamber mm-hmm. and say, hey, what's going on? What do you guys know? I think you'll find out there's more things going on than you think. For sure. Yeah. So cool, some great, uh, some great questions indeed. Mm-hmm. Shauna, Did you, you want to s- talk about our project real quick? Uh, which the the junior high one in detail? Yeah, yeah. Well, always. Just so your listeners know, one of the ways that I describe what Jim and I do is we scheme for good. We're always like trying to figure out cool ways to help people out. Superpowers. <laughs> That's what they are. They are superpowers. Well, what we're hoping to do uh, is uh, Shauna, Shauna's team is going to select eight. Uh, eighth graders from mm-hmm. King Science, uh, one of our uh, technology magnet schools in the area, but it's in that part of North Omaha, and uh, we're hoping to then get those students to join us on Saturday mornings, nine to one. Mm-hmm. We'll integrate them in with our high school students, so they'll see presentations and get an opportunity to see what our high school kids are doing. Shauna will teach them uh, web, though, some of the web development yeah. stuff that she's teaching, so reuse a lot of the material she's already doing, and uh, and we'll we'll put the kids through a six week in the in the fall and a six week in the spring program, have some things time in and see what happens. I, yeah. I, they'd be too young to hire when they come out with our high school kids. We put them in an internship program, mm-hmm. but you know, come March of next year, we'll have some data, and uh, and we're actually building a platform where we can kind of track the progress of these kids. So we'll throw them in our in our tracking to get some of the data out of it, but it's that's kind of the premise. Let's see what happens when we bring some of these kids in and put them in a real-world situation and let them code. Yeah, it's super exciting, and I know that it's important for Jim and it's important for me to try to reach kids who are underrepresented in our adult workforce. So we're like trying to get them young. That's yeah. what we're up to. Yeah, well, underrepresented is key. Uh, yeah. You know, as we found, as we've opened up our high school program. Um, I have no problem getting the kids in the right parts of town that have all the right education. And as we try to reach into some of those sectors where that's not the truth, and actually Gallup sits here in Omaha, if you know the, the, you know, the, uh, the geography of Omaha, Gallup sits right in the heart of downtown, and north, south, and central are underrepresented. Is that, is that the right way to say it? They're underrepresented students in mm-hmm. those areas. Yeah. And we want to reach them. It's our goal. Like, how do we get this done in, in, in the next 15 years? How do we change the equation so that it's, when I when I show a picture of my students, it's a different diversity number. Yeah. Um, not just not just in, in color, but in gender as yeah. well. How do we get the girls to stay? Um, because right now they're very underrepresented in a lot of computer science programs. That's so true, and even at Interface, like when we first started in 2014, our very first class was 100% male, all about 25-ish years old, you know, all white male, and that is what it is. Um, By the fall, we were about 60% 
women participating because of the first national bank partnership and now we average about 30-ish percent. I'm still low on the um, on the minority side, you know, but we're working on it. Um, but yeah, it's just it's an interesting interesting challenge. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a good challenge. It's one that I'm yeah. excited to take on and you know, it's 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 one where I feel like we're in the right place at the right time doing the right things and we've got a real opportunity to make a difference in this. I like I like my odds, uh, you know, of going in. I think we've got some good, good, good folks behind us, and there's, there's really good support in the city of Omaha for this. And so I'm, I'm excited about what's going on at UNO. We have a world class zoo that has a world class STEM we education got the program. Best zoo! Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, and it's not just a zoo to go see the elephants, which right. everybody's crazy about because we just got some new elephants uh, in, in our zoo, but, but. Um, these kids get a chance to go to high school there, and they have a they have a science program for the students that they can graduate from the zoo school, which is really really cool. And so, you know, one of those, uh, Sean, I'm going to be honest. It's one of the things living in Omaha for me. I'm super proud of is that we have this really progressive in some areas. We've got some really progressive thinking going on. Yeah. I think we've got 10 or 15 years of really good executing to do <laughs> to Agreed. pull some of this stuff off, right? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 we still have a lot of work to do, which is exciting because I, I have to make this to my retirement. <laughs> yeah. So we've got about 20 years to get there. Um, and and I, I think we can, I honestly think we can do something. I, it's one of those kinds of things. And I, I think other people can too. I think yeah. there's lots of tech in, in, the, in the folks that are listening to me now. There's lots of tech out there that's, that superpower that's not being used for good, and and I yeah. love to see. Now I know there is some. So what I want to hear from you this week, or in the next week, or whenever you hear this, if you're one of these tech guys, gals, folks, whatever we want to call it, and you're using your superpower for good, Sean and I want to hear about it. So mm -hmm. send us an email. Pictures would be awesome. Pictures, Jim, yes. yeah, pictures would be awesome. Jim at theaverageguy.tv. Send me an email. Put some pictures in it. Whatever. Tweet them if you want. Jay Collison. Um, on Twitter, if is there a Twitter account for the school, or how if yeah. people wanted to tweet you, how would they do that? Uh, so me directly is Shauna underscore Dorsey, um, or should I spell that? Yeah, you, no, I, yeah, spell your last name. Well, well the spell first, the whole thing. Probably. <laughs> yeah, that's probably more right. S H O N N A, right? Yeah, S H O N N A underscore D O R S E Y, and then um, interface school is the Twitter interface. Yeah. Interface, just that. Did you name it? No. no. So who who named it? Uh, we actually, it's, it was a group effort. So we had like ten different companies. Everybody picked a letter. We were all like, like yep, letters on the fridge. Super good, and it makes sense because we're interfacing with the students. It's meeting face to face. Yeah, yeah. So Don, put your uh, put the Twitter account, and I'll include that in the show notes as well, yeah. if you want to do that. But again, take a few pictures. If you're using your superpowers for good, we we would love. Yeah. I would love to hear about some of those things, and really celebrate them, uh, kind of here on the program. And so again, Absolutely. send me an email, Jim at theaverageguy.tv. Sean, anything else that I left out that you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, I, I would say if you're not using your superpowers for good, start ASAP because we you owe that to this world of ours to yeah, we need use it. your talent for good totally yeah no we totally need it and mm -hmm. you know we, we started off the conversation by saying that you know um, you know land of opportunity and you went to Norway and opportunities outside the United States blah 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 we've got some great opportunities right here in the city you live in yeah. right at your front door and mm -hmm. 
and uh, I just try to get involved as I can and any help anywhere I can with my tech all the time. I get questions from you know our church or neighbors or friends or whatever. Hey, help me with my tech, you know. <laughs> and there are some community things. I didn't start along these lines, but there's just some great community things that you can jump in and get involved in, and some places that you can help. Start small. Yeah, and small. start small and work your way in. Start and, small, and, dream big. You should tell them for good. What else? What yeah. Gems do we have? Uh, one other thing I, I should yeah. say is that we've got a round of classes starting up June 27th. So if you're in town, check it out on um, interfaceschool.com. We've got open houses and a lot of other ways to come out and find out about it. So, yep, June 27th. Cool. Mm -hmm. If you're in Omaha and you've uh, you you've you want to take advantage of that. Uh, certainly, those are available, and I, and again, I will post the link to interface uh, to the interface school in the show notes, so you can head over there as well as Shauna's Twitter and all that other stuff will be on our show notes. So, Shauna, hang tight for one sec. We'll do a little. Do you have a few. You have a few extra minutes. I, I yeah, need to. Sure. I need to do a few things to close this out, and then uh, we'll go into a little bit of post show. Okay. And uh, if you're listening live, we want to say thanks for coming out tonight to do that. A great audience, indeed. I'll remind everyone next week we got a, another really good show. So James and Emily from Classy Little Podcast are coming on, and I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of addicted to that podcast, Emily. I know you're out there listening. Now, just a reminder: not necessarily safe for work. There's a few, you know, they they uh, they enjoy what they say, but very uh, awesome and incredible. So James and uh, the theme of their show, Classy Little Podcast, is cheers to and then something else. And so next week, cheers to gadgets. That's kind of what we're going to do. I'm actually going to try to track down a gadget wine. And Emily, maybe you could give me a few suggestions this week of, because I know for your show, you guys always try and find a wine that in some cheese that kind of matches the theme of what you guys are talking about. Honestly, I'm not sure, Sean, I'm going to be able to find a wine. Well, you know what, you're doing wine and code tomorrow, so maybe I know. you can ask. That's a great idea. There. I'm speaking yeah. at Wine and Code tomorrow, mm -hmm. and uh, we'll have to ask for a wine because I got to get one to Uyghur. I got to get a bottle to Uyghur, and then I got to have a bottle here, and then uh, mm -hmm. hope maybe we can get Emily and James to have one. But we uh, another interview with those guys, and uh, we're excited to have them. On. That's on next week, and uh, so you definitely want to come back for that as well. If uh, just a reminder again, if you've got those, we'd love to see pictures of you using your tech superpowers. Send those to me, Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. Track me down on Twitter. At Jay Collison, a reminder that the AverageGuy.tv platform, remember, we are powered, our web and media hosting, both powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people you know and trust. And actually, uh, last week we said we were bringing back Cyber Frontiers as we were thinking about Christian. We didn't get that pulled off on Monday night. Christian and I are trying to get that done. He's now in the midst of finals, and uh, it's, it's kind of tough to get him when he's in finals. So we will get a Cyber Frontiers out to you, but... If you're interested in web hosting along those lines, maplegrovepartners.com. We'll thank Roger out at WLMN Radio in Grafton, West Virginia, for streaming us live on the uh, – Shauna, you're actually in terrestrial radio right now. You didn't know that. Wow. But we, we stream live over the airwaves. You're a famous radio star now. All right. Grafton, West Virginia. So if you get any weird email <laughs> or mail from Grafton, West Virginia – that's it's where it came from. They're listening to us on the radio right there. <laughs> That's what they do. You can also listen to Home Gadget Geeks on the Android or iPhone app that we have. Both live and recorded versions are available for you. Only live on the iPhone. They will not allow uh, apps to download yet, but we're hoping to get they'll get that uh, open that up soon. To get access to the app, it's completely free. Easiest way to listen to Home Gadget Geeks, just head out to homegadgetgeeks.com. And we want to thank LastPass for their sponsorship of the mobile app and uh, Spreaker for putting that together for us. Well, just a reminder, if you're 
purchasing on Amazon, use that Amazon affiliate link, theaverageguy.tv slash Amazon, and those dollars go into the Tech Scholarship Fund. That could have been a whole show. Actually, my Amazon account, Sean, got breached this week. Really? And yeah, somebody went in and somehow they got the password and they got in and they bought $600 worth of gift cards and then spent them on software that they then returned. And that money, when they returned them, that money went back into my gift card account and Mm -hmm. then it gave me time to shut the account off, so they got nothing. <laughs> it was stupid. It was the dumbest, dumb criminal thing. Like, they could have done so much more, and they didn't. <laughs> so I lost nothing. I, I changed my Amazon password, shut those kinds of things down. And I wish Amazon had two-factor authentication, I'll be honest with you. Oh, that would yeah, be true. super handy. It would make it too handy. easy to buy. Well, yeah, they don't they don't want any barriers to buying That's stuff. True. But if you are buying on Amazon, use the average uh, uh, slash Amazon and we turn those dollars around into scholarship items. Shauna, what we do is I buy things for people to review. They get to keep it. We get an honest review from them. So that's what we do here at the Kiss that we're a gadget show. Although we didn't oh, talk wait, wait, wait. Can I get in on this? Yeah. You yeah, could. I you. I would buy you so you would find something that you're interested in. I would buy it for you. You would review it. And you get to keep it. I was just laughing because I was thinking about you buying me something that's like so commonplace. Um, I'm just looking around my place. I'm sure there's something that I don't have here that people are like seriously showing. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to think about like a it. Toaster. Well, that's not really what we're looking for. Now, if it was a smart toaster, maybe. Yeah, see, there we go. Smart. Or toaster. maybe like an Internet of Things device, or yeah. you know, you were talking about like a security camera, maybe that. You know what? That would be kind of cool. Just kind of get security set up here uh, because. In this apartment complex, you can't have, like, an ADT system here. So if I were to have any sort of security setup, it would have to be um, my own little little system. Yeah. Well, I, actually, um, maybe uh, we'll have to do that. Uh, one of the guys, PDT and, and, or PTD in chat, said Amazon does have two-factor authentication. So. Oh. I did not know that. We'll have to do that. Mark had asked uh, if we have a Canadian link. That's the averageguy.tv slash Amazon CA if you're purchasing from uh, Canada. Yeah, we do. We've got everything here. Okay. And so uh, that's available. So, And then Emily says, uh, kind of on the way out, toaster that plugs into a USB port on her computer. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> it's got to exist at some point. I'm not sure that toaster takes a lot of juice. I'm not sure the 5-volt... <laughs> the power that USB gives you, maybe USB C would do that for you. But no, I think you're gonna you're gonna fry anything you plug into a USB port with your toaster. So no, that's that's not gonna happen. Shauna will bring you into the 21st century, kicking and screaming. Hey, thank you, everybody. No. <laughs> great, Shauna. Great to have you on, and I appreciate your time. Hang around for the post show. We'll remind everyone that uh, we're out here live each Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out the average guy. .tv slash live. If you join us in the chat room, we'll say thanks. And with that, we'll say goodnight, everybody.